together growing in faith, changing communities. The grace and peace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, the communion of the Holy Spirit be with you always. Today, my dear brothers and sisters, I'd like us to reflect on the gospel of Mark chapter 1, verses 7 to 11. At the time, John preached, saying, After me comes he who is mightier than I, the dung of whose sandals I am not worthy to stoop down and untie. I have baptized you with water, but he will baptize you with the Holy Spirit. In those days, Jesus came from Nazareth of Galilee and was baptized by John in the Jordan. And when he came up out of the water, immediately he saw the heavens opened and the Spirit descending upon him like a dove. And a voice came from heaven, You are my beloved Son, with you I am well pleased. It's a beautiful reading. I I like the concept of the affirmation of God. You are the beloved. I'm well pleased. You know, at, at times, there are some people who truly believe that they are useless. And they've been made to think like that. And there are many factors to that. No matter how much they've tried, they, they've just come to realize that they will never do enough and they'll never be good enough for certain people. And obviously, one of the factors is that they probably were doing a lot of good, but they were doing it to wrong people. They were loving, but they were loving people who would not even know love when love was staring them in the face. And so some of these people, they, they grew up believing that they are not good. They grew up believing that they will amount to nothing. But there's also another side. The ability to receive love. The ability to appreciate someone else. And the ability to look into someone else and see them for who they are. And as as parents... Do we give strokes and appreciation and affirmation with no strings attached? Are we able to to see good in our kids? Are we able to see good amongst ourselves as siblings? Are we able to celebrate each other? I love what the father does. You are my beloved son. And sometimes we need that, eh? that no matter what you've been through, no matter what has happened in your life, I just want you to know that I love you. No wrong can ever change the way I feel about you as my child. And that's how I feel God the Father relates to Jesus. That I love you and you are mine and I've eternally loved you for eternity. 
And can we have that same amount of love for one another? That I love you despite everything and I love you beyond what I've seen. The ability to accept the person for who they are. And to understand where they come from. And so we find in the gospel where, when, when the father says, you are my beloved son. I am well pleased. When last did we use such words? I'm proud of you. I'm proud of what you have achieved. I'm proud to be your father. I'm proud to be your mother. I'm proud to have you as a brother, to have you as a sister. Because you've been through a lot and you've survived. And if I were to live your life, I don't think I would have lived it as best as you have. And thanks be to God, we don't look like our problems. Even though you may have gone through an ordeal in your life, even though you may be strong, you still need someone who appreciates you for who you are, who celebrates what you have done, and who values what God has achieved in and through your life. That's the most beautiful thing we can ever do. And there are some people who cry out and say, if only they were to accept me for who I am. I'm not asking for much. I'm just asking them to accept me and let me be me. Because when, when God accepts and affirms Jesus, it means I value you for who you are. How many of our people commit suicide because they don't fit into what we want them to be? They don't see themselves belonging to the idea of what we want them to become. And so they, they choke and they, they suffocate into this ideal dream we have created for them. I find so much joy in what the Father is doing to Jesus. You are mine. Now, there's something that I also think is important that I can still love you, not because you are perfect, not because you have loved me back. I love you because you are mine. I love you because you are my son. I love you because you are my daughter. I love you because you belong to me. I belong to you. That's the reason why I love you. And that sometimes I think we miss. There's something else that I also find absolutely interesting. That the gospel writers, all of those who 
who tell us about the baptism of Jesus, they always mention the words that the Father says about Jesus. And that for me is an indication, psychologically at least, that it affected them so deeply. That when they heard the words of the Father about this man, about his son, then they were moved. What a father loves like this. And it reminds me immediately of the gospel of Luke chapter 15 of the prodigal father. The one who waits for his son. Even when the son has taken everything and destroyed it and wasted it, he still waits. When his son comes back home, he's the first one to run out of his house to meet his father, to meet his son. He runs out of the comfort of his home to meet a son who has nothing. It is the one who deserves the apology to be asked who goes out to welcome a repentant son. It is the one who has all the right to be angry, to be bitter, to be frustrated, and to want to inflict pain. He's the first one to go out and to extend a hand, a hug, an embrace of forgiveness. And that's what God does. Even when the older son refuses to come in, it is the father who goes out and say, come inside. There's also a room for you. Actually, there's a room for all of us. May the Virgin Mother of God continue to be with us, to protect, to bless, and to guide us. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen.